my privilege on behalf of the pastors, officers, and members of the Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church to welcome those of you that are listening by radio and the internet or on television. We welcome you to the service that is already in progress at the Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church. If you would like to visit with us, we're located at 1720 North J Street. If you should want to talk to us, you can call us by phone at 702-647-2627. And for those of you who want to see us on the internet, our website is www.abundantlifelv.org. Again, that's www.abundantlifelv.org. Today is communion, and our speaker is no stranger to you by now. Our speaker is our own interim senior pastor, Pastor Russell Lee Wise. We can now say Daddy Russell Lee Wise. <laughs> but we pray that you will be blessed by his service, to, his sermon today, which is entitled Carry the Wood. Carry the Wood. After our children's choir has ministered to us in song, the next voice that you will hear is that of Pastor Russell Lee Walls. Please pray as you listen to the word of God today. Amen. Better than I see, you're my all in all. 
Amen. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> oh, they're gone, huh? <laughs> I was gonna uh, turn around and uh, look at them and ask you to take a good look at them. And for those not in the church school, I was going to say just select the one you like and just send them to our church school. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. Um, not all of them uh, in the choir are members or students at our school. And I know some of you are already supporting regularly, consistently, but maybe you, you love the song and you're saying in your heart, you know, I've been thinking about this piece of money I have and uh, since I can't take it with me, um, I want to leave a legacy that I touch somebody's life. And, and you can do that if you can do that. Let's talk to Principal Holiday right here, or our associate pastor, and uh, he'll make it happen. He'll make it happen just like like that okay praise God God good all the time amen amen father thank you you are our all in all thank you Lord for sustaining us for providing sustaining grace and mercy for giving your son Jesus thank you Jesus amen so today is communion we see the table it's arranged nicely amen and we're in a, an attitude of Thanksgiving but I want us to turn our Bibles to the chapter, uh, Genesis, the 22nd chapter. Genesis, the 22nd chapter. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to belabor you today, but I want to share from the Word of God. Amen? So turn your Bibles there and indulge me just a moment to look at the word for a few moments stay with me i am at verse six i want to zoom in there first to remind you of the scripture that was read so eloquently by pastor johnny holiday the bible says king james version and abraham took the wood he did what of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went, both of them, together. And the subject that you heard mentioned is carry the wood. Carry the wood. Have you ever in your life, Adrian, desired to have something 
desired it so bad that you would do anything to get it. That you would work. You would sacrifice. You would stay up late hours if you had to. You would labor. You would sweat. You would cry tears. You would bleed if you have to. But you would pursue your goal at all costs. By any means necessary, you would have your goal and realize your dream. Have you ever had that experience? Now, have you ever lost something that you loved so much that you would give anything in exchange to have that thing or person in your life again? I know there are some people who, who would desire they have lost someone. Maybe they are still suffering from a broken heart. Even as I'm speaking, you're thinking of that thing. You're thinking of that person. I know some, some older folk, some more mature folk, reminisce on the days when they could just jump out of bed. Ah! and go to the bathroom, and you would do it in a couple seconds. And you wouldn't have to take half an hour just to get out of bed. Some people think about those things. I, I, I remember when I used to play football just for fun. I do it for exercise, soccer in particular. For exercise, got to keep things together. You, you got to do something to get rid of the stress. Amen? Oh, yeah, you better be doing some exercise. I remember I could go out and do this, and I would come back, and I would not feel anything. No pain, nothing. These days, after an hour, I come home, and my wife has to nurse me. Provide some... Care, not just tender, loving care, but some medicine, some Advil, or some Tylenol. In this story before us today, we see a man, Abraham. And Abraham has gone through some experiences with God. He has walked with God. In fact, he is known as the friend of God. In, 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 in Genesis, let's go there. Genesis chapter 15 and verse 5. Let's look at the, the, the history of Abraham and the relationship he had with God. Genesis chapter 15. Look at this, look at this. And he brought him forth abroad. God is blessing Abraham. 75 years old. God is talking to him. 
responding to him. And he said, he said, Genesis 15, 5, he says, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord. He did what? He believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Abraham demonstrated faith in God even though he couldn't see. He had a relationship with God, but not only that, look at this. Genesis chapter 17 now, verse 5. Just looking at the man Abraham and the relationship he has with God. Look at this, 17.5. And God said to him, listen, Abraham, your name is Abraham, Abram, rather. Your name is Abram. Let's read it. Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram, but thy name shall be. For a father of many nations have I made thee. So God changed Abram's name from Abram to Abraham. From Abram to Abraham, from exalted father to father of the multitude. And guess what? Abraham didn't have a child to prove it. So can you imagine, in the first place, his name is Abraham, exalted father, he has no kids. And now he has to go to his friends and say, guess what? I had a conversation with God, and you know what? Now I'm father of the multitude. Abraham, where are the children? And God says, well, well, look, look, that's what I said, and that's what's going to happen. I will make thee exceedingly fruit, exceeding fruitful. I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. You mean an old man like me? That's not possible. Viagra couldn't help me. It just can't work. And he said, an old man, 99, 100, and okay, okay, all right. It's almost possible it could work with me. But what about the wife? It's impossible with her. Is it? Well, God says, look, I told you so. And it's going to happen. Now, now, now he's walking with, with God. And God has a good relationship with him. And he has a relationship with God. And you see, when you have a relationship with God, you're able to hear God's voice. You can tell the difference between God's voice and the voice of the world. The world has its voices. And it's calling you. It's calling me. But you can tell the difference when you have a relationship with God. God is blessing him. So by the time we get to Genesis 22 or 21 verse 9, it's no surprise that at 100, Abraham has realized the promise of God. He has two children. Ishmael, that was his work. Well, his wife did send him in to the servant, but they're both guilty. And he has two sons now. And so it is with us when we're enjoying the blessings of God. Think of it. 
You don't expect some trauma to come in your life. Some drama to come in your life. He's on the mountaintop. He's celebrating the goodness of God. You don't expect when you're, you're asking for some sanity in your hysteria, you don't expect to be thrown in the dumps overnight. And here in verse 2, uh, God calls Abraham and says, Look, I want the son I promised you. You mean Isaac? I want you. Genesis 22. I want you. Take now thy son. And God, God even took it further to make sure that he understood. Thy only son, Isaac, who thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering. What? Take my, after nine months, eight days old, take my boy, the one I prayed for, the one I experienced the joy of seeing his face, take the boy, you're going to have three days to think about it now, Russ. Not only don't you have to take him, but you have three days in which to take him. And I want you to offer him as a burnt offering to me. See, if you don't have a relationship with God, you would easily... Just think that that's the voice of the demon from hell. Because, listen, pagans were already sacrificing sons to, to pagan gods already. So this, could it be the living God saying that I should sacrifice my only son, Isaac? Well, the Bible says that he didn't even ask any question. He just saddled his donkey. He just got his things together. And he went on the journey. Talk about faith. I don't know about you. But I don't know if I could take my son. And lead him to the sacrifice. Talk about faith in God. That's what he did. No argument, no debating, nothing. Here is a man, Abraham, who commanded his family after him. And they went on the journey. He never wavered. He simply gathered his things and he had three days to think about it. Now, if you told me to do it, if, 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 if I could understand, if you said, do it immediately. Just grab him, tie him up. But you have time to reason, to think, not just a couple of hours, but three days. He had to think about it. So they took the journey and they arrived at a place. And then Abraham said, to his servant, no, no, you guys stay here. 
you hang right here. We're going to go over there and have a little worship. We're we going to go yonder, and we're going to worship. Now, this man is, is going through a dark period. This man is about to sacrifice. He's about to plunge the knife. More correct. He's about to cut the throat of his son. As how you'd cut the throat of a lamb. I had a pet goat. Anybody here has pets? All right. This one is not rated R. This is a true story. I had a goat. His name, Bob. Bob, no. Some of you know where the Bob is coming from. And, 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 and they gave me two of them and said, these are yours. These are your pets. Actually, they wanted to teach me responsibility. I had an experience in the country. Some of you are from the South. And so I had to wake up early in the morning and I had to take my goats and get them fresh grass and get them after school and bring them home. That's a true story. And then just one time before Christmas, it was a dark Christmas. They said, bring Bob. Bring Bob. You think your dog is safe? Because <laughs> I'm talking about a goat, because he's edible, right? Some places your dog, you know. Bring Bob. So I said, oh, yes. <laughs> Bring Bob over. I should have known something was off <laughs> when I saw the neighbor, the butcher, sharpening his knife until it had a very white look on the knife. And then they grabbed my Bob by the hind legs. And I don't think I need to take you through the throes of what happened next. Tears streamed down my face when I saw the blood and my heart was broken for a moment. For a moment. For a moment. <laughs> because a couple of hours later, when I smelt the aroma of Bob, I could not resist. Tears dried up, and I partook of Bob. But I was wounded. I was scarred by this experience somewhat. And that's part of the reason why I'm a vegetarian today, you know. I, every time I reflect, I just can't. I, they took advantage of me, man. Well, here we have a situation before us. This Abraham, Abraham gathered his things and he's about to have worship. Verse 5. He's about to have worship. He 
Abide ye here, here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship. But there's hope in, the, in that one verse, you see. When you look at it, take a moment to, to look at that. Because right here, when you are about to do something awesome for God, sometimes you have to get away from the people around you. You see, uh, Abraham said, now you stay with the ass while me and the boy, we go yonder and worship. Sometimes some folk, you have to leave them with the ass so you can go have worship. People who tear you down rather than lift you up, they have to stay with the ass. Go and worship. When people are more pessimistic, they have nothing good to say. They can't see the good picture, the big picture. In the scheme of things, they need to stay with the ass while you go and worship. Because sometimes you have to leave others behind to do the will of God. Sometimes even the hired help is an obstacle. You've got to leave them behind to stay Miko with the ass. Not everybody's going to join you and celebrate with you when you're about to do the will of God and to live by his principles. Don't think everybody's just going to have a party. Yeah! When you're about to do the will of God. But I hasten, I hasten. But now he puts the wood upon the back of Isaac. Verse 6, look at that. He took the wood the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son and took the fire in his hand and a knife and they were both there together they went together household message time listen right here we see Abraham he went together he didn't send the kid go by the altar and wait for me no they went together. Family worship is important. We need to do it together. When you put the children to bed, you don't stay up all night at the television watching some things because they're off to bed and you just need to unwind. This is my unwind moment. This is me time. Abraham decided that they would do it, do it together. They would get there together. But there's a question that if a son asks a father this question, it should break his heart. Now, Dad, you know, when we were growing up, as you know, some scholars suggest and tell us that Isaac was no little boy, that Isaac was close to his 20s. So Isaac could very well overpower his father and say, none of this stuff. I don't know which teenager would submit and subject himself to be taken to an altar to be sacrificed by daddy. Daddy, I see the wood. 
I see the fire. I see you got the knife. But where, where, our oh Father, is the Lamb? Where, where is the Lamb? Where is the Lamb? And, and the trust, this teaches us that Isaac was taught of the Lord. He was trained up right by his father because when his father said, the Lord will provide the Lamb, he said, all right, Daddy, that's all right. If you said it, that's how it's going to be. The Lord will provide. But you, you know, you miss something in verse 5 that, that Abraham, that tells us Abraham knows everything is going to be all right. Abraham says, we're going to go yonder, we're going to worship. Did you see it? Yes. Then he says, then he says, and come again to you. Right there. I said, whoa. Abraham knew something that we don't know. Abraham knows that perhaps even if he cuts the throat of Isaac, somehow God would bring him back to life. We will come again. I'm going to trust him no matter what. So he puts the wood. I'm saying, okay, Lord, you're going to work it out. So, all right, here he is. Work it out now. That's not Abraham. Abraham is no half and half person. He's not going to go some part of the way and turn around. Abraham said, come now, boy. God is going to work it out. Here's the wood. Puts the wood on the shoulder of his son. And they went there together. See, we have to carry the wood. You have to carry the wood, and I have to carry the wood. You don't carry the wood forcefully. You carry the wood joyfully. Isaac was willing to carry the wood. He carried it upon his shoulder. They got to the place. They got things together. And he was willing to lie down on top of the wood. Luke 9, 23. I'm coming home now. Luke 9, 23 says, We must take up the cross and follow Jesus. Not just sometime in the week. Not just once per week. But the Bible says, take up the cross and follow him daily. So they got to the place. He lays down. He didn't have to throw him up, throw him down on the, on the altar. He, he, he chose to lie down there. And so Abraham now raises his knife. But verse 14 I want to go to verse 14. You see, here's the hope. Here's the hope. The Bible says, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the, mount, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. It shall be seen. It shall be seen. It will be seen. 
You may not know how God is going to work it out, but it shall be seen. You don't know how it's going to fix things in your marriage. That's why we have the seminar. We don't know how it's going to work things out when everything goes awry. Everything is going out of, out of how you expected. What you when you married, the things you anticipated are not happening, and you're living with it. God is going to work it out because the Bible says it shall be seen. When your children, when you have trained them the best way you know how, and they go astray, and you're praying, it shall be seen. God is going to make a way out of no way. He's going to fix it so at the end you know who did it. It won't be an accident. God knows how to take care of business. He knows what you need, when you need, and where you need it. God will provide. Carry the wood. Carry the wood. You see, Isaac carried the wood willingly. You got to pick up the wood, pick it up daily, and head for Golgotha. Jesus, many years later, centuries later, would carry the wood. On that same spot we are told, uh, next to Mount Moriah, there where Jerusalem was built, the sanctuary was built. Next door would be Mount Calvary. And Jesus carried the wood. He carried the wood to the top of Mount Calvary, also known as Golgotha. And when he got there, he rolled over on the wood. And he allowed them to put nails in his hands and rusty spikes in his feet. And there were no substitute for him. The hand of God that was stayed for Isaac was not stained for the son of God. Right there, right there, right there when he rolled over and they nailed him to the wood and they plunged it in the ground. And he hung there and he cried out to his father, why have you forsaken me? No substitute. He died by himself. Isaiah 53 tells us that he suffered, he bled, and he died for you, for me. And because he did this, we carry the wood. Today, as we celebrate what God has done, when we carry the wood, I want to tell you these things and close here. When you carry the wood, you trust God to provide what you need, when you need it, and where you need it. When you carry the wood, you give up all. We give up all we have to gain 
what he wants us or what he wants to give us. When we carry the word, we get to know him as Jehovah Jireh. God provides. When we carry the word, we rely on God and no one else but God. You don't need to know nobody else but God. You don't need to be best friends with somebody who is trying to mess you up because you need a favor. You don't need to bow down to nobody. God is going to provide. God is going to take care of you because I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Now seed begging bread. You've got to learn to carry the word and to rely on God. God provided for us today. Are you willing to carry the wood? This is no smooth down wood like this, you know. Sometimes the wood has some splinters in it. Some twigs, some thorns. Are you willing to carry the wood? As Jesus was hanging there, when he breathed in, I've heard it said, and he breathed in, and he expired. The splinters were getting into his wounds. Remember, they had flogged him until his back was like raw meat. That's what they did to him. You're wondering, young people, why we do this? Why we celebrate this? It's because God has done so much for us. Carry the word. Carry the word. Carry it. Until the Lord says, carry it no more. Because one day, one day, one day, you're going to be able to lay down the word. I fought the good fight. And there is laid up for me a crown of glory. You don't have to contend with the wood no more. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I've been asking. Is there someone today? I know it's communion. But is there someone today who would like to carry the wood? I'm asking you if you'd like to carry the wood today, just raise your hand where you are. You're willing to carry the wood. Amen. You need to carry the wood. You're willing to carry the wood for Jesus. Let me see those hands again. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now how about somebody who is here today? You used to carry the wood. You used to carry the wood. But somewhere along the line, it got heavy. And you're saying, Lord, the wood is too heavy, man. And you, you threw off the wood. This cross, you... 
and you're saying today, Lord, I want to, I want to take the wood again. I want to receive. I want to take up my cross daily. Are you here? Is that person here today? Amen. Amen. Praise God, sister. See that. Is there, I see your hand too, sister. Praise the Lord for you. Amen. Praise God, church. Holy Spirit is moving. It's communion, I know. I'm taking some time. Tell you what. If, if you are that person who you're no longer walking with Jesus and you're taking your cross daily, on the back of the bulletin, there's a little tear off, you know. You just, this right here, it's on the back of your bulletin right here. Just tear it off. And on there, you say, thank you. It says, thank you for visiting. I am new to the community, lived there for more than a year, looking for a new church home. Fill it in. Maybe you want prayer. Maybe there's something you want that we can offer you. Maybe there's something you have done today. On the back it says, my commitment. I'm looking for your commitment. Jesus is looking for your commitment. I asked Jesus to be my personal savior. Take that one if that's the one you want. I want to be baptized. Hey, why not? We got one coming up. I asked Jesus to renew my faith. Maybe that's the one you want. Tick it. And when you have done working on this, I got my Bible workers. They're right here. They'll collect these from you. And we'll pray for you. We'll pray with you. And we'll work together so we all can bear this cross together. Father, thank you for the commitments today. Oh Lord, sometimes this wood, it gets a little heavy. But thanks, thanks Lord for the reminder that Jesus, even when he was dying, bloody, he was willing to take it until he couldn't take it anymore. Give us that kind of faith today, Father. Lord, we plead for the courage to carry the word. Bless us to this end. Thank you for the hands that went up today. You know them personally, intimately. Touch them where they need to be touched most. Bless us to this end, Lord. And as we enter into this communion, Holy Spirit, come again. Come, sweet Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. May we see only Jesus today and him crucified and lifted on high. For we pray in his matchless name. Let God's people say, Amen. This time, we will sing as we prepare, He Lives.
he lives. Let's get that hymn. I serve a risen Savior. Now 